readying themselves to attack the behemoth flesh warp on the arena floor. The heroes stood on the balconies above to rain down their destructive powers. Tulak cast Volok's die into the pit to great effect as an old enemy emerged from its facet and immobilized their foe before Tulak rose into the air with his newfound magical power of flight. Tossing hammers, swinging axes, throwing fire and sprouting blooms, even repelling with one's own entrails, the heroes found their victory swiftly and sought their rewards. With new powerful treasures in hand, they made their way to the laboratories to seek out their fiendish target and the cavernous lake yet to be explored. With much speculation and planning in hand, they set forth and were pushed astray by an unexpected elemental entity made of stone, and the heroes found themselves unprepared for the joust sprung upon them. Hey there, listener. Duncan here with a quick favor to ask. Uh, we really like making the show here at Uncharted North. We may like making Stemming the Tide. I know James and Freeman love making Encounter This as well. Uh, we're enjoying working on the future shows to come, and it would really help us out if you could tell a friend about us. Um, word of mouth is a really great way to to build a podcast empire like we soon will have, and uh, fan support like yours is really what helps us get there. Uh, and it doesn't even have to be a friend, you know, tell a stranger, tell tell somebody that looks like they are into uh, tabletop RPGs, and if they aren't, teach them. And then tell them to, to, to listen to the podcast. We always encourage people to come and say hi on our Discord. That's unchartednorth.com forward slash Discord. Uh, it's a good group in there. We have a lot of laughs, had a couple cries. And uh, yeah, just come say hi. And if you really like what we do, there is always the Patreon. You could head on over to patreon.com forward slash unchartednorth. Uh, that's it. That's all. Uh, we'll get ahead to the episode now, but, uh, thanks for listening and keep that North uncharted. Yeah. Welcome back, Denizens of the North, to the Uncharted North Presents Stemming the Tide, episode 95. I can't count. 95. Thank you. Thank you, Scoot. <laughs> D- 
did you ever like I'm, I'm new here so i just have a quick question like did y'all ever think y'all were going to make it this far like it was there ever a point where you're like there's only three of us we get our shit pushed in with every fight we go into <laughs> was there ever a moment you're like fuck like how much more can we take of this abuse no yeah i think maybe the alternate of that question is did you ever think you would have a tpk oh good point good point as like yes. a three-person party yes to that no I always thought we'd make it this far. I always knew we would finish the whole thing. We're going to finish the whole thing. It's going to happen. Just the way that we started the podcast, got everything ready. We really set ourselves up for success with the dedication of the crew to go the, go the long, the long haul. Now, did I think that a lot of people were going to die slash maybe a TBK along the way? For sure. Was I consider like have we each made like three to four or more backup characters along the way just to be ready? Absolutely. The ranks of the Uncharted North are deep with backup characters. <laughs> Not all of them built into ex- fully explored, but there's always ideas rolling. <laughs> what would you say has been like the most nail biting fight for y'all? That last fight with Volok. The second yep. he came out of that that thing, I knew Gilda was dead. I knew it in my heart, and I hated it. Oh, it was something else. It was rough, <laughs> and I blame myself. <laughs> How many deaths are you responsible for now, Scott? What, in or out of game? Yeah, he's wanted for war <laughs> crimes of the Hague. In-game in legal, for legal purposes. <laughs> Allegedly, I've got bodies. <laughs> none I would say none yeah it's all on Freeman it, you know what <laughs> I I take the brunt it's true it's true I mean there is yeah I mean I still, I still really want to do a behind the scenes show one day uh, but it is um, you know uh, the triggering of of uh, of that second encounter with Volok was uh was a decide the deciding factor of that trigger was in fact Tulak's um eagerness to confront. So I, that, in I, my defense why. for the hundred thousandth time, <laughs> yeah. how the hell was that I supposed to know that thing was gonna come out of the fucking machine no, in I like know. two seconds? After it had been in there the yep. whole fight, like the that yep. whole drawn out fight with Gilda just throwing fucking books and shit at this creature on right. the wall. Yep. And it was in there the whole time. And then I say a word or two, maybe it's true name. And then it's fucking out in a flash. Yeah. Real. I'm glad to see you're over it, though, Scott. I mean, I've, I've, I've got my reasons. I've got my reasons. Uh, one day I'll explain them. I still want to say Freeman with Phantasmal Killer. Like, that was still one of the most, like, hauntingly was, savage, beautiful, like, fucking yeah. PC deaths I've seen. Like, like. Chef's well, kiss, like yeah. <laughs> James looks uh, James, real happy James did his part. describing it. That's that for sure. No, James yeah, did I mean, a fucking amazing should... job of selling that. Like that's what oh, made the whole thing yeah. go. Like I don't know. Yeah, there are very I'm few times hurt. you're all coming with me. I've listened Hell to yeah. a fair number of podcasts and like seen character deaths, and none have hit me as hard as fucking Lady Gilda dying. Like thinking she those failed. last like, moments that, were brutal that was yeah. fucking holy shit 
Yeah. Yeah, Freeman's single-handedly responsible for that with Phantom Killer. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was yeah, it was uh it's a dick move. <laughs> Remember when Gilda put um physic outside of the door and we're just like, yes, physic will live. And then yeah. Volok went under the door. Under the door. <laughs> Freeman, you're a s- sick bitch. <laughs> yeah. You know me. I love I love a good death. I love a good death. Though I don't gun for them, I do love a good one. And I think we've had some good ones. Um uh, has anyone ever collected rocks? Oh, um, when I was a kid, I had a little glass jar that I collected rocks. And I also <laughs> love that surprised? song on TV. Those on like, I don't know, whatever kids channel. I collect rocks. I collect rocks. I put them in my pockets, my socks. I collect rocks. Anyway, so it's my vibe. <laughs> Somehow I knew if I just didn't segue properly and just ask that, Scott would have something. I just had this gut feeling. <laughs> so we had this place in Victoria uh. called the Scratch Patch. And you would like your parents would pay some sort of money for like a size, like a dime bag for rocks and then you would fill it up with whatever rocks you wanted from this big like patch of rocks but me being a fucking idiot kid i would just took so much of the fool's gold because i thought it was real such a stoner (laughs) such a stoner well speaking of collections of rocks and uh, stories in which you need to hightail it what's the plan now with this earthen creature kind of punching you into oblivion well, I think we should tell it to kick rocks and fucking hide oh, it. You can pound sand. Uh, the uh, you're actually in a, a position to run. It's managed to. It's gotten to the other side of you, and you have the way back available to you. Um, so why don't we just dive right back in here? We are at the top of round three with Tulak, who has just been uh, was it friend fetched <laughs> from position, um, and that lump cool with shield fun. up. Ready to defend their flanks. What do you want to do there, Tulak? Tulak looks over his shoulder, gets his bearings really quickly as he has just been whipped across this room, reaches and touches Lump on their shoulder, casting guidance, and says, Be right behind us. Do not linger. And then we'll move out of the room. Guidance in a double move. Krukka. Krukka, two action, ring of the ram. Fortitude save, please. Okay. 39. Oh, that's real good. He's just going to tail between <laughs> his legs, take a move out of the ram. <laughs> this, this ram just like flies past Lump's shoulder and just like caresses the creature. <laughs> just goes <laughs> bouncing off the thing like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like a really bad uh, Patronum casting. <laughs> um, all right, this creature. Did I do this right? I feel like the last thing I landed on was this creature trying to throw something. Um, rock, yeah, yeah. Uh, must have flavored it at the wrong time in the initiative, but it doesn't matter. It's just gonna throw that rock, and it is gonna send one flying at you, lump for a thirty-eight to hit. That'll hit, but not crit. Ooh, shield up. Um, mm-hmm. That's going to be 13 bludgeoning damage. Uh, actually, I should have blocked that. Whatever. 
I am going to block that. You can block it. You can still block it, yep. Block damage. Nice. Uh, I forgot, when you when you shield block, does your shield get lowered or no? No. It does not. Okay. It's been a while. It's been a while. Nope. So, rock gets hurled, and then I think um, the creature is going to step up to you and launch a punch at you. Okay. Uh, with its 10-foot reach, 30 to hit. That will hit. And you're going to take 22 more bludgeoning damage. And right. it is Zori's turn. Rock Throne just... But, but, big old punch coming at you slow and confident. First action, she will cast Nudge Fate on Lump, just in case. Next two actions, she's going to cast Warp Step and get the fuck out. Okay. Warp Steps the fuck out. Lump, your turn. You have Guidance, don't forget. Uh, yeah. Uh, Lump is going to... Stride uh, 50 feet back out of the room for two actions and then raise their shield in case okay. this thing just wants to keep on tagging along. All right, Tulak. Your manifold okay. missiles are actually still going off, I think. True. <laughs> we kind of forgot about that. True. I did forget so. that between weeks here. <laughs> She's like lighting a um, Roman candle and throwing it into her room and walking away. Five points of damage. Okay, so you're just running away, and these missiles are just flying out of your out of your hand backwards. Can I retcon for the last one, or are we just waving past that because I completely forgot? Um, yeah, go ahead. Is it? Oh, it's supposed to be at the what? The end of your turn. Uh, I'll check for next combat. Let's roll. Okay. Sure, that's fine. I think it's the start of so your turn. Double double five action there. Yeah, I think it's a start too, actually. He just um, rolls out. Okay, running out. Krukka. To make like a penguin and book it. <laughs> okay. And uh, running out. Next up is um, the creature who is going to... Uh, Kind of mosey on forward into the center of the room. And it's going to toss uh, a couple more rocks at Lump, who's the only one in sight now. Um, you're going to get a 24 and a 30 to hit. 24 will miss, 30 will hit. Okay, so just barely misses you with the first one. Next one lands true with an 18 bludgeoning. I'll shield block that. And it is Azori's turn. You're going to shield block that too? All right. Azori's mm-hmm. uh, just going to keep going. Uh, next two actions will be... Stride, or first action will be to uh, fucking sustain the nudge fate, and then uh, she'll stride twice. Okay, Lump? Uh, Lump will stride uh, 30 feet and close the door. Okay, 30 feet, close the door, and uh, Lump, you're just like, you close the door and you just pause for a sec. (sighs) And you think, you know, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Uh, and you just, your tremor sense, you like kind of hone in on it and you can feel the vibrations of this thing moving uh, behind you. But then it sort of just like seems to just stop and then maybe change like direction underground and then you can't sense it anymore. And we'll end uh, combat there. Uh, lump will catch up with the rest of the group 
and then do a uh just look everybody over is anybody gravely injured that would uh, like fast healing or do we have time to um allow me to do my medicine checks we should get to safety i think we're all pretty good yeah crack is scratched but uh he's also got a neon stone so glass is like what was going on what was happening (laughs) yeah what the hell hurry keep practicing that two-step what the hell barn he was put within you the left him out of there. combat. No, I <laughs> Why left it? him. You and saw where I, he I was. I specifically left. said, "Is he?" I said, "He's so he's not in the combat." Then, and everyone was like, "Didn't say anything." I was like, "Okay." Mm. <laughs> so he is where his to token is. It's okay. We'll forgive sure. you this one time. Yeah, definitely not my fault. <laughs> Cam even brought it up. Yeah, I, I did bring it up. <laughs> yeah, to which I quickly yeah. said, "He's right there." Anyways, um, no. Camera <laughs> point, level up. We'll call it there. <laughs> I, I have any of you ever seen a creature like that before? Also, do you know anywhere nearby it's safe to um, rest and lick our wounds? I've seen many rocks, but none moving like that. Before. Duffy's like, oh no, I don't have to lick wounds now, do I? Please, please, not the wounds. It's okay, Duffy. It's a figure of speech. An, an idiom. What did you call me? Um, a colloquial metaphor. I, I'm never mind. Uh, and Lump is going to shrug off their shield and look at the dents left from the giant rocks thrown at it, and just kind of sigh, <laughs> and then put it back on their back. Come, Lump. We can fix all this shortly. Let's just head upstairs to safety now. Up upstairs? Upstairs. Further? So further. Upstairs in the arena is where we recharge the die, but it's on this level that we have the two key secret room. Correct. I mean Yeah, maybe we should take a nap first. Never know what we're gonna run into. Yeah, fair enough. I was thinking that we would go research, like we could even go up. Like, we could go visit Augrail and see how he's doing. Do some real research. Been a long time since you visited Augrail. I think maybe on the walk down with the Zori, and that was it. Yep. Which was yesterday. <laughs> was that <Damn>. yesterday? <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Oh, my God. Who is Augrail? You might recognize him from the intros to all of our shows. <laughs> Augrail is a creature that we met down here. A, a creature? He's a ghoul. And you see uh, Lump's eye narrow and their lips turn into a scowl as you say ghoul. Don't you worry. He doesn't like to eat living flesh. Only that of the dead. He has actually got us out of many tight binds. Not unlike yourself, Lump. Don't be too quick to judge. Yes. Knowledge is his meals, and grammar his salad dressing. <laughs> Does he? Is he willingly undead? No. Then I must put him to, down. To like you might note too. I don't know if it'll make a difference for Lump, but um, you know that Augrail is a Morlock ghoul, which has that's why he's a different ghoul. It's had a different effect on on him. Why would you have to put him down, Lump? 
I don't understand. Um, are you familiar with Arasni? Familiar, yes. She does not. 26 believe. familiar, in case you're wondering. <laughs> then yes, uh, you you probably know enough to know that Arasni uh, is completely against unwilling undeath. That is like one of her areas of concern. And so uh, I'm supposed to kind of help them escape that in one way or another. Though Augriel may have been turned unwillingly, that doesn't mean that he wishes to die now, Lump. So that definition may have changed. Though I would not be the one to talk about it, perhaps you could discuss it with him. Very well. That is uh, all I would ask then. Though I would ask you to discuss before you come to blows. No, if, if, if he's an intelligent undead then yes i i will ask first arasni is undead herself and she chooses to stay that way quite the hypocrite scott says Joking. well no like the anathema is to create unwilling undead and so it has a little bit of a tie-in with harasma in terms of like you should put them down if they don't want to be that way and she's a deity, and so I don't think she can kill herself. On a lore dump for another time, there is a lot going on with Razni. <laughs> yeah, uh, Razni's well. story is wild. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, but yes, I, I, I am more than willing to treat with uh, Agriel. Okay. Up they go. All right. Heading to the library. I assume you take the old teleportation circle if you can. Well, uh, hold, on, hold, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Die first. Die first. Die first. Okay. Oh, you're doing the die first. Okay. Fine. Just in so case. You make your way up to the next level. Uh, stop into the room with the sunlight, uh, magical lights on the ceiling thing. You know, they say um, these tanning beds are terrible for you. <laughs> but I love that and, orange glow. Um, the, you uh, have to take an hour, but you can see again, like you can see the things start to glow and the inner workings begin to like hum, and uh, you can recharge it within about an hour. Um, Healing while they're uh, recharging, Lump will hand their shield to Tulak. Are you capable of repairing this? No, not at all. Perhaps Krakka. I thought you said that you could. I My said years are burning. Crooker, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, uh, thank you so much. Um, if if you could, please, and we'll hold the shield up to you. Okay, and Krucker, who had just uh, accidentally brushed up against a torch and burnt his ears, will put them out and 24 on that crafting. I have no idea what the DC is for. Uh, oh, <laughs> there is a there is a thing for that uh, somewhere. Hold on, where's your shield? Shield. There's a little hammer next to it. Yeah. Uh, if you click that, you can attempt to repair it. It'll it'll display the DC at least to me. Uh, the okay. repair DC is twenty three. Oh, I got one more than that. So you just barely made it. So that's five plus five per proficiency rank uh, that Krucka has. 
So yeah, Crooked is a master. Is a master. All right. So okay, he repairs so it 20. immediately. Yeah. Amazing. Total of twenty. Yeah. <laughs> you just see Crooked's like, well, what do you got to do with uh, with dings and these sorts of things? He just like used car salesman just starts like walking through it. <laughs> just <laughs> has the tiny plunger. Has the... It's just like whoop, whoop, <laughs> just pops it out. <laughs> he's got the light hammer and he's just like tossing it at it and it's coming back to his hand. <laughs> Give it a little, a little of the old razzle dazzle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we we actually fixed a dent in my sister's old Saturn with a plunger. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, I've done it before. <laughs> it's a thing. It's a thing. I just love the idea of like a small plunger coming in a repair kit <laughs> for, <laughs> for a shield. All right. Uh, she get a little repair done. You get the uh, die recharge and. You make your way to the library. Uh, the teleportation chamber exits into the main library uh, where there's all these like divans and everything. Um, you get up here and you, uh, the smell is not great uh, as you uh, generally generally would remember. Even Lump, you haven't smelled something quite like this in a while. There's definitely a lot of decay happening somewhere nearby. Um, but uh, Augrail is just sort of perusing the uh, the books at the moment. Uh, I think Actually, I'm going to have him... What happened to the cooler room? Wasn't there the mini fridge? Yeah, there was a cooler room that kind of helps preserve it a bit, but, you know, it only goes so far. Right. Uh, you can not, actually not... see the corpses of Morlocks in there. Or yeah. In there. <laughs> the, um, uh, it doesn't freeze them. It keeps them cool, so they're still going to slowly rot. Um, but Augrail's just kind of like at this little, like, uh, altar, or what do you call it? Um, Nocturne. Uh, podium uh, with a book kind of just like perusing through, and all of a sudden you guys step into the room, um, and he just turns, he's like, oh, oh, Master Tulak, Kraka, welcome. Augrail, how are you? Ah, oh, very good. Still reading. Still eating. Life's good. Well, unlife. Well, we have a new companion. Augrail, this is Lump. Lump, this is Augrail. Now. Augrail sort of just moseys over real casual, just kind of this blah, 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 kind of like march. Lump has a question for you. Nice to meet you, Lump. And, uh, like, walks up and just gives you, like, you know, a very warm welcome. Not at all, like, reacting to your <laughs> your aesthetic, as yeah. it were. <laughs> my physical appearance. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my Slayer's identification goes off as soon as I see him, just to see what I know. Okay. This thing. Uh, what's that thing? Uh, oh, it triggers when you roll initiative and conserve. Okay, whatever. Um, yeah. Call knowledge. Uh, yeah, go ahead and roll me recall knowledge. Relige with a plus one. Whoa, with a plus one, you get a meat to beat. And uh, yeah, this is um, this is a Morlock ghoul. Um, it re- has reacted differently to the transformations of the ghoul due to um, its you know previous bio- biological makeup, I guess. Um, and it does not crave the the f- rotting flesh or freshly dead flesh. It likes the flesh of other undead instead. Um, and uh, it seems like really quite calm and not hostile at all. But, you know, as as intelligent as you might expect from a ghoul, just not with uh, any of the, um, yeah, the aggressiveness. Uh, it's a pleasure to meet you. Um, can you 
tell me a little bit of how you became this outside of the uh, typical ghoul bit you and you succumbed? 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 Succumbed, yeah. Succumbed. <laughs> uh, girl kind of flinches at the very forward question. Um, you know, didn't really expect that after giving you a, a bit of a welcome. And uh, he just sort of bows his head and thinks for a sec. And turns his head back up and you see like these like, you know, these, these bl- almost blank mushroom-like eyes that are delicate in the light. And it's almost like a little bit of a pitiful look on his face. We were driven from below a long time ago. And as we came up, we were attacked by the ghouls here. And I, I was bitten. And then I was abandoned by my tribe. And I was unwelcome with the cult here. So I was alone until I met Tulak and Physic and Gilda. May she rest in peace. Tulak uh, hangs his head with the mention of his two former companions. So I help now if I can. I help them kill the cult. I believe my tribe is dead. So now I just read. I like to read. And I love poetry. Why don't you give us one of your famous poems, Agriel? (laughs) (laughs) I knew I was going to regret that. (laughs) (laughs) It's been too long. We never met you and I. We were always inside. We were always inside one another. And I'll live without you, love. But what good is one glove without the other? It is nice to meet you, Lump. Let no one ever refer to you as a chump. Here, give me a fist bump. (laughs) Sick freestyles. Lump absolutely uh, will take a need to meet Agriel on the same level and hold out uh, a stump. (laughs) <laughs> with their hand <laughs> uh, to fist bump. You Amazing. Have, you have a very noble spirit about you. If and and Lump stops to think for a second, considering the next words carefully, realizing the social faux pas of asking somebody something so traumatic, like right out the gate. Mm-hmm. I would like to call you friend, if that is okay. Do you like to read, Lump? I love to read. Then I'm sure we will be, in time, the best of friends. I'm glad that we have come to this. Our companions below. We are all met under such strange, horrible circumstances. But I am happy to have met every single one of you. And we've come together for some sort of quest for the betterment above and below. And I thank you all. Ogril, we need to read. We've met unspeakable things below. 
and we need to do some research. You know, I always found it funny, Dulok, how much you always tell me about what unspeakable things you found. Always going on and on about the <laughs> unspeakable. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> Lump laughs. Everybody turns and laughs at Dulok. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. That was Cam. Everyone point and laugh. <laughs> Tulak chuckles. <laughs> Sorry, I've been reading humorist books lately. <laughs> Dave Barry is amazing. <laughs> Tulak passes him by towards the stacks and just casts Phantasmal Killer on him. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, I'm out of spell slots. <laughs> just dry fire and Phantasmal Killer. He's <laughs> just like... I know those components. You tried, you silly goose. <laughs> you forgot the magic word. Uh, yeah, and then Augrel just like happily, you know, hangs out and says, you know, do you want, do you want me to research anything in particular? Me to find you any books? Oh, hello, Duffy. Oh, hello, Augrel. Nice to see you again. Um, should we? Um, should we look at stuff? Do you want to read anything? What's going on here? Uh, for identifying the rock creature, I'm guessing Arcana or Nature. Uh, correct. Okay. Uh, while you I'm while gonna... you're here, you can get a plus. Ooh, I want to say one. It might be two. Um, okay. by utilizing the yeah, library. Yeah, we should do full blown research on this thing. If we can. Yeah. I'll, or should um, we do full-blown research on the Aranis? Let's just I mean, full-blow all of our too? research all over the yeah. place. On up. <laughs> oh, man. Do it. Okay. Why not? No, right. let's uh, just... let's. Yeah, let's research both. Okay. Okay, so while, uh, yeah, while you're here, uh, you get a plus one item bonus to any recall knowledge checks um, on regional history, arcane topics, and occult topics as well as, uh, you know, some of the research that we haven't done in a long time that I have available here. Um, so, yeah. Tell me what you got. I'm going to go ahead and roll this Arcana blindly to you to identify uh, the okay. first. Yeah, you're not having any luck, I'm afraid. That's fair. I will... Oh, sorry, what did you say it was to research um, the raw creature? It was nature and Arcana? Correct. And then what was it for the devils that would be religion fuck I suck at all these arcana <laughs> 28 oh my yep you start sifting through some books and then it dawns on you you're like of course this thing's an elemental of some kind um, and uh, you start discovering that this is what's known as a stone mauler um, they are basically just towering heaps of earth that inflict tremendous damage up close and from afar. Uh, and you've seen pretty much everything it can do. Um, it, the only thing I'll give you on top of that, I don't know if it'll apply to your party makeup, but should you manage to find a way to get it off solid ground, it would be slowed one and would not be able to use reactions such as its crumble ability. Uh, from there, I'll give you its lowest save is reflex, and then I'll give you one other thing that, of your choice. Weakness. Does not appear to have any weaknesses. 
I'll also let you know it has no resistances. Okay. It does have some immunities, but uh, I'll let you guess what those are. Rock spells. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, this is for the Aranese, then. Okay. Yeah, so Aranese are basically uh, devils that exact uh, vengeance and bloody justice on cre- on uh, for creatures' crimes and torture and punish their victims in ironic fashion uh, before uh, allowing them to escape death. Uh, when Aranus appear as a fallen angel, uh, or sorry, while they appear as a fallen angel, the first Aranus shared that origin. Uh, Aranus now originates in myriad ways. When promoted from lesser devils and other shapes, and others shaped from Lemurs themselves, forged from the souls of torturers and prosecutors. Aranus' origin is entwined with Isith, herself a fallen angel and one of Hell's most powerful demigods. The first Aranus uh, were all considered to be Isith's metaphorical daughters and formed since that time are no longer limited to a single gender. Um, they have their lowest save is Will. Um, and... I give you one question of your choice. Uh, special abilities? Special abilities. Anything they're holding, any weapon they're holding, gains the effects of a flaming rune. So expect fire damage on top of everything. Um, okay. And... Should I give you one more on top of that? Um, you don't have to. No, because that, that's kind of like you know, almost obvious information in a way. Um, If I want to give you something uh, special. Do you want something passive or something active? Uh, Passive. Uh, They have the constant spell of true seeing. Okay, so no invisibility to goof on them. Okay. Mm -hmm. Just... uh, I was thinking about the day. I was like, if you want, try to walk in there and invisibility, it's going to bite you in the ass. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. That is good to know. That's all I have. Anything else for research? While they're there, Krakow wants to continue Belcora research. All right. Getting to the old research topics. Holy crap, Ola. Yeah, been a while. Uh, you set up again. Um, it's been a hot minute. Um, library app. <laughs> library app. It's been so long. Uh, a wise master on... Arthur once said, "Having fun isn't hard when you have a library card." <laughs> uh, give me uh, recall knowledge society. Um, so don't think we know. We still don't have any lower checks applicable to this. Two on the die for a thirteen. No, I'm afraid you are unable to track any more information down. Zori would like to try and find information about the Sarlagon. The Sarlagon. This will also be a religion check. Mm. <laughs> okay, I swear, I ever, like ever since Zori has joined, the checks required are the ones she doesn't want to do. <laughs> oh, that's not bad. Uh, is it religion? It is religion. It's got to be religion. It is religion. Yeah. Uh, no, you have no idea. 
<laughs> yeah, with that sweet plus zero modifier, I expect. Yeah, you rolled a 15. <laughs> um, Agriel, is there anywhere to sleep around here? Oh, by all means, take one of the divans. They're very comfy. Uh, and they're all like rotted and <laughs> kind of fall yeah, apart. Lump and goes and lays down and one just immediately falls through it. He's like, oh, perfect. <laughs> He's just so heavy and like covered in bladed armor. <laughs> just crushed. Oh, that, that one was, don't worry, Lump, that, that one was due. Uh, don't worry. I'm so sorry. Was, I'm so sorry. It's, Perhaps it's okay. Krucker can fix it. He, he's very handy. <laughs> and I, it, is just like trying to sleep by leaning against the wall. <laughs> Is there any other research topics that we can do while we're in here? Since I think we have a little bit of time before it'd be like normal bedtime. Yeah, I mean, it's so it's uh, I've already fast forward two hours of worth what you've done so far. It's about 5 mm -hmm. p.m. now. And each research takes about two hours. If you want to try and get some research points in. Um, I'd like to get some more down. Those. Yeah, you're, you're coming pretty close to having all of the big Belcora stuff, I think. And. Um, you kind of haven't touched flesh warping and kind of passed over all of it anyway, <laughs> the labs and everything. But um, you also have some Nimbaloth and Will o' Wisp uh, stuff. I would like to do a Belcora. All right, roll me a society. Big money, no whammies. Yikes, whammy. Eighteen. Nope, afraid not. If you were, if you weren't stupefied, that would have actually done something. <laughs> Son of a biscuit! Maybe we should rest first. Someone want to try and maybe aid? I'll, I'll throw an aid. Please get one more on top. Please. Uh, thirteen. So I don't aid. <laughs> Brutes. Can three. two people try to aid? Because we're here. Yeah. 26. All right, fine. I'll give you a point. <laughs> One more point. Between the two of us, we somewhat remembered Belcora's <laughs> name. Was it Belcara? <laughs> Didn't you uh, start that breakfast chain? What is Azori up to? Currently preparing her spells for tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Um she is, uh, after doing her brief little uh, tour of the library to try and find a book on the Sarglagon, uh, and not finding one, she uh, this, this cat explodes out of uh, the sleeve of her doublet, and her and, and uh, this, this little black and white cat curl up on one of these shitty, shitty divans. <laughs> shitty and bloody. Oof. Neapolitan. All right, so seven, seven okay. We did have a pretty gnarly fight in here, if I remember correctly. And uh, who was that thug that we had that uh, was puking all over the place and then died? Shad. <laughs> Shad, yeah. yeah, that was Shad. the guy. <laughs> Poor Shad. <laughs> What's the total body count down here? So, Samal, Physic, Shad, uh, Rajani. Gilda. Gilda. So, five? Oof. Yeah, five the matter. I like how we went through this whole thing. We never introduced Glash to uh, Augrail. <laughs> just <laughs> dancing in the corner. He's just, just dancing by himself. 
I keep forgetting about Clash. <laughs> oh, shit. I'll wait for you down here. <laughs> uh, like, how close are we to a Belcora here? Uh, you have, I'll tell you right now, you have three points left um, to just finish the Belcora stuff if you want to do it. So you can just kind of double up and and like research together if you like and get a few checks in in two hours. Get them books. You take the even number pages, I'll take the odd numbers. <laughs> All right, roll, roll me a check, whoever wants to. I'll hop in here. I think that, yeah, let's try to bang out some Belcor research. So I'm going to go with Society 26. That's what's required. Well, 24. Uh, I can't read. Okay. Uh, yeah, that'll do it. That'll get you a point. Krako, are you going for one? Oh, yeah. Hitting them books with an actual factual 26. Uh, okay, that's one more point. Who wants to do a third one? Let's see if we can knock it out. I'll take it. I'd be remiss if I didn't. It's Azori's best skill. <laughs> Society. <laughs> yeah. So helpful in the dungeon. Uh, get in here. 33. Ah, uh, oh, 33. Jesus yeah. Christ, you should have done them all. <laughs> you literally just be like... So worldly. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't you get two points for that, too? <laughs> you guys all have access to the party skills in the party loop. Like, you guys can all see what everybody's primary <laughs> skills are. So, uh... James is busy being a spellcaster. Yeah. <laughs> you should be looking All at All the money in the world sheet. is available to me. I'm not a millionaire, am I, yeah. <laughs> trying to Trying to pick spells. <laughs> uh, um, okay, final threshold of Belcora. You may or may not know most of this uh, based on what you oh, found in your personal yeah. journal. But let's, let's go, baby. Take a quick boo. Yeah, this is the final bit of info. Uh, most of the Hierovexes died in poverty in Andorin after their exile. Good. Uh, Belcora continued to grow strong and proud, however. Ooh. And in the year 4230 AR, at the age of 17, she became a full-fledged and powerful sorcerer. She interpreted visions from Nimbaloth that led her back to the Isle of Kortos and then into a lonely stretch of wooded coast a few dozen miles from Absalom. And deep beneath this location was a subterranean shrine to Nimbaloth herself called the Empty Vault. And this is where she decided to resurrect her, or erect her um, gauntlet and begin construction of her abomination vaults. And it was all, of course, in preparation for revenge in the city that destroyed her family until her untimely defeat. So somewhere beneath you is some sort of shrine called the Empty Vault. Hmm. Yeah, we've known that. Okay. There's a we got the map from uh, from Volok's study, I think, after Tulok talked down the librarian mm. ghost. I th- fuck, I I think I'm remembering that correctly. And the last level was. Um, oh yeah, actually, you found that information uh, in a temple. in the secure collection. Yeah, and it it kind of revealed each level. Yeah, oh, that that's was, what yeah. It was. same place you found the uh, the journal actually uh, hidden. Away. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, just north it, of it, it named each uh, each level for you in, in some capacity, yeah. Um, so the temple was already there way deep underground. It was already there when she found it, yes. Built by who? You don't know. And we've still got 11 Nimbaloth points in this here library that it may behoove us to kind of learn more <laughs> about. Because well, I'm going to be willing to bet that empty vault is not as empty as one might hope when we yeah. find it. <laughs> well, that is actually the, the last of the Belcora lore that you can find. 
Um, I, I purposely set it up so that there was more points than necessary to sort of um, finish the research. Uh, I had a reason for it uh, mechanically and how I set it up. I forget why now. Oh, it's because uh, you can lose out on some some pl- locations for points. So uh, you can actually have conversations with Shafkum, uh, for example. But if Shafkum leaves, you, you've lost your option to gain points from him. So I've I created more options kind of thing so that you weren't reliant on him. Uh, but yeah, that is uh, your last tidbit of information on Belcor. However, you still have Nimbaloth's research further if you'd like as well. But yeah, uh, I would assume now is the time for rest and the old preparation of spells. Uh, we have two prepared spellcasters. Oh my god! I don't, I don't envy your job. <laughs> Three. Oh yeah, Glash. I forgot Glash is prepared too. <laughs> well, I guess Kruk is going to wake up and hit the books if those guys are going to be uh, preparing spells for a while. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. Magic missiles slow to spell magic. <laughs> Just gunning for it. Gunning to make my day a living hell. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, I also prepared impending doom at fourth level just in case. <laughs> I just like incipient doom. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, anything you want to reveal, Lump? Or are you just gonna gonna keep your prep to yourself? And I, I got some. I got some stuff. Yeah. I got some stuff. I I, I went okay. out and did a couple things. All right. <laughs> Looking forward. You're to gonna it. love it, Freeman. <laughs> I am. I do. I usually do. Sometimes it sucks when the creature gets totally shut down, but I do enjoy how it happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Nice little combo with Augrail. You've done some research for the first time in a very long time, it feels like. And you're heading back down. Also, do we have any more, like, books that Augrail needs to find for Morlabent? Or, like, is there anything else going on that we need to do before we go back down? No, those are all done. Okay. All right. It's interesting now because before it was like you go down in the vaults and you go back to the town, you know, lick your wounds there. But now we're going like so much deeper that it's like we're going down in the vaults, but then we're not going back town. We're just like kind of going up to rest and then just like slowly like diving. Like I know it's only been a day since we've been back in town, but it just feels like more time is going to pass before. Like with us just diving deeper and staying here, right? Yeah, yeah. We're all gonna come out looking like Gollum at the end of this, looking like Gogriel, I guess. <laughs> so pasty. Everyone's gonna be so pasty. <laughs> all right, uh, head on back down to the labs and towards that cave, I guess. Yeah, is that what we're doing? Are we are we going after this rock monster that we learned very little about? I think we learned about all we can with Mitterax. Yeah, that's what kind of came out of Freeman's mouth, it sounded like. He did mention that this thing was manacled with ethereal cuffs, and I didn't realize that. Um, I was just just reviewing my notes from last session, and that came up like in his description to Izori. She noticed specifically like these ethereal manacles binding its hands and feet. Mm. So I wonder if it's been bound by one of these devils, and we can maybe negotiate with it. I mean, it's it's clearly intelligent. It had tactics, right? So, mm-hmm. I I wonder if we speak a common language or if it uh, happens to know infernal braille for whatever reason. Mm. There's a good chance. 
Yeah, I mean, we do have a wide breadth of languages. Krakus also got spot translate. Yeah, mm. I mean... Yeah, we kind of don't have much of an option for fighting tactics. There was that terrain thing, but the only thing I can imagine is trying to shove it into the water and its fortitude is fucking nuts, so... Or levitate. Um, or something along those lines, like even like the grease spell, which I don't have, would would take it off solid ground theoretically. But I, I don't have anything like that. Before we go in there, Freeman, can I do one last recall knowledge on those like ethereal bindings that you mentioned sure. to Azor yeah. specifically? Uh, that'll be an Arcana check. Fuck right off. <laughs> Yeah, you would. You basically assume that uh, they are uh, a representation of uh, this earth elemental being bound to this location by uh, pretty powerful magic. So they've been summoned in and bound to this spot, probably are unable to leave it. Hmm. We don't happen to know what level Earth Elementals are, are, do we? They're not less than three, I guess. Earth Elementals? They're, uh, there's a wide yeah. range of levels. There's a whole bunch of them. Right. Okay. You know what else we need to do at some point is kill the other Void Glutton. Another time. You mean attempt to same. kill the other Void Glutton? Yeah. And by other Void Glutton, you mean the Void Glutton? Yeah. yeah. Well, we could, we got a, a <laughs> representation of one. the second one. Other than I the one made that you one myself. Maybe exactly. we can hope that roll comes up on the die and they fall in love. <laughs> I'm ready to rock, though. <laughs> okay, should we rock down to Elemental Avenue? Let's roll. Okay. Head on down back to the same spot. Set yourselves up how you like and enter Le Cave again. That's French. See what happens. Can I cast spells through a magic two-way mirror? Like if Azorian Tulak just, just posted up on the inside of this, uh, uh, this turret that looks over... I mean, debatably, only if the spell's origin is... Sight? Not yourself. It, it occurs elsewhere, um, such as an area of effect attack. But if you want to launch a magic mm. missile through the transparent wall, no. A magic missile has enough range to get around, I think. Uh, Dust got a pretty big range, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, 120 feet. That would be interesting um, if, it, if it actually could. <laughs> it unerringly strikes your target, so if it's within 120 feet, you can go. It would around have corners. to be. It'd have to be uh, closer, or only as close as it was uh, by the time it was chasing you. Be about there. Not according to my ruler. It's 120 feet. Well, <laughs> we definitely measured from a different spot, but yeah, it's it's close to that area. It's a gentleman's 120. Yeah. Okay. All right. Hmm. Lump raises shield. Are we ready? I I think Izori might just hang out behind the glass <laughs> between phase bolts and telekinetic projectile. I think she'll be fine. Um, Phase bolts is a good question. Reduces the benefit of Shutters. cover. In and out of phase until it reaches the target. Um, here's the thing, though. Is the uh, regardless of the fact that you would be able to see the creature, it would have total cover from the wall. So, 
I don't think Phase Bolt would do the trick. I don't think it's going to go through the wall. Okay. I don't know, guys. I'm I'm tempted to just hang out up here, separating the party. <laughs> yeah, I mean that one that one punch she took last round is uh, is enough to that's that's the give entire reason. Plus, like battlefield maneuvering in a small space, she's quick and dexterous, but it's like it, it's gonna make bad terrain. I don't know what kind of spells Tulak has prepared. Um, if there's any way we can like freeze the floor or anything like that, or you know. Um, Floor is lava. This so we can water walk. We can water walk out onto the water, and then just pelt it with spells out there. It's not a bad. Because it'd be nice to lure it. Well, it has to be on the water. Yeah, I know. But thing. if it's just throwing rocks, it's not hitting us with the damage for being next to it. It's not punching us where it did significantly more damage. Versus throwing throwing rocks did like thirteen points of damage. Like we can soak. Yeah, uh, don't take it for granted. Uh, I mean, my my problem is uh, how long do we stay out there? The one minute water walk is a good. Uh, it would be nice to yeah. see that disappear and then That's... fall into the uh, into the water and drown. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just going through everybody's. Water yeah, walk is ten. Minutes. Oh, actually, I was looking at uh, the ability that I've got on my cold robes. It's only one minute. Yeah, I forgot to. Yeah, Kruk has got his his own option for water walk there if he needs. Don't forget to like don't don't discount the fact that you have a healer now. Like that's so much. It's difficult to consider that in your strategies after all this time. Um, but you have someone who can properly heal you, can deal damage too, and like really dish it out, but also keep you up from taking big hits. Yeah, we had physics. We know what healers are like. It's a, it is a pretty <laughs> cool strategy. It's a, it's a pretty cool strategy that Azori could probably be a functional asset to the combat from the other side of this wall. However, you technically have split the party. That always adds an element of danger, no matter what you think. So I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I did. Prepare, translocate, and warp step okay. again, just in case any of that should happen. So she has a get out of jail mm-hmm. free card as long as she's got two actions with translocate, mm-hmm. and she can see inside here through yep. the walls. Could, so I would just yep, that's definitely bam for way yep. in. Yeah, so I'm not too worried about that. Um, I can cast slow at a distance, and I can cast telekinetic projectile at range, even if you want to allow warp step mm-hmm. or um, phase bolt. So. I, I legitimately don't see what she would add to the combat from the other side of the wall other than being a liability mm-hmm. uh, at this point. Like, she could blur Krukka before they go in, if that's the way you want to go, but I don't know how many spells we want to spend for this fight mm-hmm. because this is just to drain our resources before we get to the boss yeah. fight. I guess it begs the question, is it is it better to have one fewer option for this creature to damage someone? You know, that means the damage is that, uh, that much more focused on who is in there. Um, so tech, as much as it's not a, it doesn't seem like a, a good self-strategy, like literally being a damage soak of some kind actually goes somewhere as well. Um, but up to you guys. Right, but I'm not thinking about just Azori. Right. I'm thinking about Tulak stays right. behind, you know? like I think Tulak's repertoire yeah, is the less us, inclined towards that strategy, though. Tulak's repertoire is telekinetic projectile. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> hey. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. Tulak is, is is much less of a, I don't know, a ranged caster, yeah. I guess. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. Like, I'm I'm prepared for a, another strategy. Like, I'm happy to go into the room. I just I don't see the value add currently, unless you guys. I just really it. want you to friend fetch Tulak from the other side and just make a bunk against the glass or the stone wall <laughs> like a dead bird. So, because I knew what we were getting into, I didn't prepare friend fetch because we all know okay. um, what's all happening. Right. <laughs> I just I doubled up magic missile instead. <laughs> all right. What's the plan? Is Azori staying? Is everyone cool with that? I'm fine with it. Uh, if you think that you would be more useful up here, then that is what we will do. Also, two luck, your stupefied falls off. Oh, yeah, you're rested. Oh, God Finally. bless. I thought it was only I from rest. I gotta fast forward some oh, time. DC5 flat no, it's from rest. Damn, I like that. All right. Uh, we are at 7 a.m. the next day. And Galantine, according to my calendar, Galantine is ready to transport Lady Gilda's body. Thanks for just putting that in there, Freeman. Just throwing that out there so that we all know and possibly don't forget. <laughs> cool. It's a good morning for a funerary procession and to fight a rock monster. Okay. Would Tulok know if this creature could attack an imporcorial creature? Do you want to try that one more time? <laughs> what? <laughs> Never mind. Uh, <laughs> uh, incorporeal creature. Um, the uh, like could it attack? Uh, so uh, so incorporeal. Like are its hits magical? Um, the short answer, I believe, is yes, because it is an elemental, which effectively makes whatever it does a magical effect in some way. Um, okay. It was the same question we had about, like, does it does Krukka's attacks with the fire on his axe count as magical? And we ruled yes, because they come from a dragon, and a dragon has the fire trait, and a fire trait is magical. That kind of all nested together. So the answer I would say is yes. However, um, that that doesn't always mean like I, I know that uh, incorporeal creatures um, like it'll probably bypass some of its uh, um, defenses, but it, it usually depends on the situation. Just having a magical attack doesn't always do everything. It just depends on the, the creature being targeted. Friends, I I believe there's nothing left but to do it at this point. And Lump will open the door. Okay. Lump opens the door. Krukka and Toe. Too long. Can Azori ready a spell? Uh, it's kind of a weird one. By oh, the rules, you can only ready uh, a two act or a one action thing with two actions. I've kind of been okay in some cases. Like, in my head, it's like, why not two actions with three? Um, but I think it's it's been, meant to be it's intended to be like a balancing thing. I think. Um, yeah. No, yeah. that's fine. That's so cool. rules written. No. I just want to roll. Uh, I would like to roll occultism for my initiative because her intent is to immediately cast as soon as she sees this. Okay. Thing. Um, I think that's fine. You're you like uh, like we've done with uh, Scott before. If if you're gonna roll occultism, you have to cast in your first turn. You're locked in. Yep. 
Unless for some reason you get knocked out. (laughs) Um, Right, or nothing appears, I guess, is the other option. But if if she doesn't see anything on her first turn, I will delay. Is that that same fair? Sure. The, uh... All right, so you have entered the cave. You've reached nearly the distance you have originally. Glash is now with you. Let's roll some initiative. Lump, what'd you get? Uh, in the tradition of rolling fours for initiative, I finally broke that and rolled a two. <laughs> very good, very good. For a total of uh, eighteen. Okay. And uh, Glash, the speedy little lad that he is, rolled a twenty-four. <laughs> okay. Uh, he's heard all the, the the tale, the whole tale of what you encountered here is very ready. Uh, Kraka. Uh, 14 on the die for 26. And Azori. 20. And Tulak. 4 on the die for an 18. Mm. Y'all are nervous. Uh, okay. Lump in the lead. Krukka shortly behind. Glass shortly behind that. Tulak just a little bit further behind that. Krukka, what do you do? First action, Krek is going to activate the Bracelets of Dashing. Thank you, Lady Gilda. Bracelets of Dashing, okay. Um, to give him plus 10 speed. Second action, he's going right. to fly into a rage. Just go in the town. Yep, he's getting dolled up. Getting he will be the bell of okay. the ball, and then he'll stride 25 feet towards the water. Okay. Uh, so... Activate, start to scream, runs forward, Glash. Uh, Glash will delay. Glash will delay. Zori? Delay. Tulak? How high are the roofs and is the ceiling in here? Uh, you had to ask that, didn't you? Um, I'm going to go... You're going to get that question a lot now, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, now that you're flying, damn it. Should have made more notes on the ceilings. Um, Can you cast fly on an unwilling creature? Uh, it's a, good a place with no it's ceiling and cushion. send them off into the distance. <laughs> I don't think you can. I mean, just take this rock monster off the mm. ground. Yeah, but you don't. Um, you could cast well, it on it, but then fly, you can't. Like, it's the ability to fly. It being, yeah, doesn't automatically make you fly. Yeah. Right, but it, we don't. We don't need to. Well, I guess it's mm. yeah. Right. Levitate would be the one you want to ask about, though. It would, like, properly force someone up. Um, yeah, or, like, floating disc or something. That would be fun. Yeah. Uh, 30 feet high. <laughs> okay. Uh, in in the... Uh, yeah, 30 feet high. It's quite high. To luck cast fly. Well, say, actually, real quick, just because you're not quite after that, like, sort of the threshold of the map, it's after that threshold that it's 30 feet in, like, the big, the more, like larger areas okay so Tulak will cast fly and would like to move essentially here 30 feet up that's boom what's the fly speed it gives you 25 so you're you want me to go here maybe like I mean I don't know what's the what's what's your uh, I win because you it's two cast two actions to cast that and then you have one movement speed worth yeah okay sure yeah, um, if you're yeah, you're only ten up. So yeah, but you had you said you went up to thirty. You're not up to thirty. You're ten up. Okay, how? That's why I was asking. 
hold on. How how high was this step here that he stepped off of? Yeah. What are we, what are we doing here? How far am I? Do I have to go up to get to the roof? Fifth, let's say twenty five feet up. Okay, because you said once you get into the room proper, so he casts a spell here. Okay. Let's just say. Wow, that was. <laughs> I just feel like I feel like you tried to move like fifty feet there. <laughs> I'm very confused. No, because uh, I can move diagonally. He thought that he was starting higher up. Yeah, I was higher up and I was moving no, diagonally up. Diagonally, but yeah. yeah, yeah, you can move okay. diagonally. So you're 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 about ten feet into the room and and fifteen feet up or so. Twenty five. Twenty five feet up. You, okay. Yeah. Um, lump. Uh, lump will go ahead and cast heroism on themselves. Oh. Okay. Heroism. Very good. And then raise a shield. And raise a shield, okay. Yep. Krucka. Don't love this. Uh, he's just going to keep <laughs> striding into the room, I guess. Take, okay. take another 10 foot. Keep heading towards the lake. Can he, like... Mm, I guess searching isn't going to really do any good, is it? He's just going to keep going in. Okay. 15 foot stride. One action. Another 15 foot stride. Okay, right on the edge of the lake. And can he, like, do a perception check to see if he can, like, see anything where this thing's going to come from? Sure. 26. Uh, yeah, you're taking a look around. Like, it's just, it's a cave. You know, it, it's really hard to spot anything. You know that when you saw it crumble, it left no sign or trace of its of its movement so you, you can't even really trust a little pile of rocks somewhere your eyes cast over the lake and you can see it's really dark water and you can't really see very far into it at all um especially with uh i forget no you have yeah. dark vision but there is some light coming from your party so it's like kind of reflects off the surface you can't see shit well, and then turn and probably in a fit of poor decision making, yell to the others, "It looks okay," and that's his turn. Okay, <laughs> and that's when it's not okay, mm. because right out of the rocks north of Lump, the creature just like steps out casually and steps right into the goodies of Tulak Lump and Glash, and just like casually waltzes out forms in front of everyone and just launches a punch at Tulak. I'm 25 feet in the air. Oh, right. Uh, launches a punch at Glash. <laughs> My boy. <laughs> for a 26 to hit. That'll hit. Push for the uh, water. Wablam, 16 points of damage. Yeah. Um, throws a fist at Lump. 24 to hit. That is a miss. Okay, uh, and so I'm going to have to say it moved and then sh uh, attack, attack. It's going to be Glash. Okay, uh, Glash is going to step five feet diagonally southwest and then is going to cast a briny bolt in this thing's face to attempt to blind it. A, a briny bolt. <laughs> a briny bolt. Okay. Uh, that is unfortunately a miss with a 26. Yeah, no dice. 
Uh, okay. Izori, now's your chance. Yeah, it's not, though. Um, Izori's first action will be to stride 10 feet so she can see the okay. creature. Okay, lost line of sight. And then, and then she will just start banging on the window and gesturing towards the lake because she can't get a line on it from where she okay. is. It's too far. Yeah. So, uh, I guess she'll just cast Needle of uh, Nudge Fate on Krukka with her uh, second last action. And um, I'm going to forfeit that third action. Okay. Tulak, do you want to just do a courtesy recall knowledge to see if I can give you one more piece of information? Do it. Uh, yeah. Arcana sure. or nature? I mean, I've already failed this miserably. Uh, nature. It's immune to bleed, paralyzed, poisoned, and sleep. Okay. You now know everything about this creature. Uh, Tulak. Okay. Tulak will move. One, two squares diagonally, five for the first, mm-hmm. like upwards and forwards towards the lake. Five, 15, that'll get him at max height of 35 and then to another 10 feet just going straight forward so he is hugging the roof right now and he moves and then turns and casts fear on this creature all right so dc 27 will save please will save dc 27 ready and go 26. That is not going to do it, my friend. You are a feared doso. A feared doso, he says. Uh, Okay. And that is going to be your turn, Lump. And free action. What do you got? Turns to Lump. Move to the lake if you can. Glash. Run. Okay. (laughs) Uh. Lump is going to, uh, will attempt a trip on the creature. Okay. Uh, that is a natural one on the die. I'm going to go ahead and spend a hero point to re-roll that, uh, for a 37. Ooh. Ooh, that's a really good hero point. Uh, 37 against my reflex DC. Uh, that is going to be a critical success. All right. Uh, so is it trip? Nice. Is it one d six or is it my strength modifier? I can never remember. I think it's just the one d six. I forget. I always ha- I have it in here somewhere though, uh, right in Foundry. So let me just quickly find it. Uh, on a critical Trippity success, one d six. Yep. One d six. Yeah. All right. Uh, so they're going to take three points of bludgeoning damage. I'm going to raise my shield and. Uh, take some piercing damage as I try to get out of here. Uh, I think you're okay. Is this is stepping in and, and amongst? Like oh. You've just stepped... Oh, no, there is one there. You're good. Yeah, you're right. Uh, sorry. Uh, yeah, a little bit of piercing damage. You step through the spikes that have formed out of the walls and the floor and everything in a five-foot emanation. Four points of damage. Applied. And that is Lump's turn. That's your turn. Krukka, the enemy is behind you. Ooh, Krukka will delay... Krucka will delay. Probably a good bet. Um, okay, so the creature is going to 
run across the terrain here towards you, Lump, chasing you down. Uh, oh, I moved way too far. Um, it's going to uh, get up to... There we go. Um, starts running at you. Is going to toss a big fist out at you for a 19 to hit. Not great. That is a critical miss. Uh, and as it launches one fist, the other hand like reaches back, grabs a rock from the ground, and tosses it towards Krukka, uh with a... Point, wait, wait, wait. Wait. Didn't you have to stand up from prone? Oh, I forgot about hey. that. Thank you. <laughs> I forgot I was prone. I totally forgot I, I was I figured prone. just Earth Glide, to be honest, and that's why you did um, Yeah, I, I mean, that is, that is sort of debatable. Uh, actually, I think... Oh, that is a tough one because it I would could say just you just Earth Glide over there and then you're... Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think the creature just literally five feet burrows into the ground 30 feet over and it just like pops up. It's got like a... It's got 35 feet of movement speed, so it's like... It doesn't have to move that full complement. It just like sinks in and just runs up, pops up and just punches. Um, and has basically avoided be- remaining prone. Um, and... Uh, yeah, and tosses a rock at uh, at at Kraka for thirty one. That hits. Actually, uh, I was I did have a prone on, so it actually should be a thirty three in case that's a crit. Still hits. It is, so. It's not a crit. No. Okay. Um, crit rock hits you for twenty points of damage. Okay. And it's Glash's turn. Uh, Glash is going to. You watch him as he dances, and it gets slower and slower as he casts slow on the creature. Oh, oh he's got slow. Hell yeah. <laughs> Fucking get him. Okay. We need fortitude from me. Yes, please. Uh, 29. Uh, that is a success, so you'll be slowed one for one round. One round. Okay. That could be good. That could be really good for you. Uh, anything else from him? And uh, then we'll... Oh, God. Uh, let's see. What did I else did I prepare? Sling? Uh, <laughs> I did not prepare sleep, no. Uh, no, sling. Oh, sling. Uh, that, oh, what's the range on a sling? 50, 50. feet? Yeah, we'll go ahead and... Uh, that's at full map. Fucking send it. Uh, critical miss with the three on the die for a 14. <laughs> okay. All right, Zori, now can you perhaps lay some smackdown? Yeah, and she intends to. The um, The shadows around this thing begin to coalesce into a giant fist as she casts Malicious Shadow with her first two actions. <laughs> and those fists will come smashing down for bludgeoning damage. Okay. That is a 25 to hit. My Frightened should have ticked down by one at the end of my turn. Uh, which makes uh, DC twenty. Uh, what's the range on that? We need to double check that. I think you're you're about twenty five. Oh, the range is twenty. Yeah, feet. you're five just feet. out of range yeah. of that, uh, so it doesn't hit. Just barely doesn't hit. Uh, God, should have delayed. Uh, okay, with her final action, she will uh, sustain the nudge fate on Krukka. Okay. Uh, two lock. Okay, so. Tulak will fly. No. Tulak is going to send a rock at 
this creature made of rocks. Okay. With a telekinetic projectile. And we'd like to bludgeon right. it and then move towards the water. Um, okay. So you're going to... Okay. Real quick. Real quick. Two luck. Just delay so I can trip it so then it has prone. And then it's lower AC. You have a higher chance of critting and hitting. Okay. I will delay. Okay. Two lock delays. Krucka is still delayed. Lump. Uh, Lump is going to go ahead and trip it again. Trip again. Okay. Uh, athletics. Here we go. Uh, 24 to trip. Uh, that is a success. Hey! <laughs> nice. It is now on its ass again. Okay. And then... Um, God, I really just want to like dig in and make this thing have help but i don't know how the earth glide works like if i grapple it to make it use more actions to get away if it's going to be able to just earth glide into the ground and escape i can't it can't escape my grip right if i'm thinking this uh way. well don't forget about its reaction to collapse into a pile of stone mm-hmm. like it did for Krucka the other time. isn't it slowed now though it, it is loses slowed. that reaction turn. oh just this turn just for one round okay i'm i'm gonna uh god no i'm just gonna i'm just gonna gonna hit it and uh that is a nine on the die for a 22 to hit off guard frightened nope okay well uh last action good old raise shield raise shield crack is gonna act Okay, Krakus coming uh, in because then. he All can. Right. He's going to step to the northwest. I'm just trying to get my cone proper with a two-action uh, wolf jaw armor cone of colds. Oh yeah, it's okay. a 15-foot cone. So I think from there he's not going to hit either uh, two lock or. You don't worry about two lock. Is two locks way up in yeah, the air? Yeah. All right. So uh, can he, like, direct it so it's just going to be not, like, skirting around the lump? Yeah, uh, perfect. You should be able to do that. Okay, yep. so I will need a, a reflex save, please. So reflex, yeah. Uh, 29. Okay, that is a that. success, so you'll take half damage, 10 colds. 10 gold, hey, that's still pretty good. And that's his turn. All right, that's your turn. You want to jump in here, Tulak, or? I would. All right. Okay. Tulak would like to cast blind on this creature. Oh, okay. Nice. Uh, incapacitation. Let's not forget. Uh, blind is what level? F- three. Third. Okay. Uh, and you need what? A fortitude save for me? Yeah, fortitude save. DC 27. Okay. Fortitude save coming in. Uh, whoo, I rolled a natural three for 25. However, it's incapacitation, so it is going to increase from a failure to a success. Uh, which what it makes me blinded to my until the end of my next turn, start of my next turn. Yes, uh, okay, which is uh, son of a bitch, possibly right now. I mean, that's a cast, and you want to then what you want to move closer to the lake from there? Yeah, I want to uh, move. 25 feet towards the lake. Okay. Uh, all right. So it just like has this sudden like blindness uh, come over it uh, and you fly over its head and it becomes its turn again. Uh, but then it sinks back into the earth 
and pops out next to Lump again, right butting up right against the transparent stone wall, just kind of like half in the earth and like the rocky outcroppings, throws a fist at Lump for a 33 to hit as it pops up behind you. That'll hit. Catching you slightly off guard, but not in the mechanical sense. 25 points of bludgeoning. And we'll block the shield denting under the force. Good thing I fixed that. It's slow, falls off, and then I am within range of, uh, let's see here, of uh, Izori. So I'm going to roll a will save. Got a 35, so Frightened comes off. Uh Uh-oh. Yep. Uh, Blindness is off, Mm -hmm. and it's Glash's turn. Uh, Glash going to go... God, he's so slow. 15 feet to the northeast. Just barely able to see the uh, this rocky monster around the corner. Gonna go ahead and cast a briny bolt to try to blind it. Okay. Uh, natural one for a 15 critical <laughs> miss. Clash is not doing well on this one. Nope, that's his turn. Izori, it is well within range now. Yeah, Izori will start with a, uh, a, a piercing telekinetic projectile. She will just find the sharpest rock she can. Maybe this, this monster created it. Pull it from the earth. And it's a 22 to hit. Uh, that is a miss. Okay. And then she will uh, sustain the nudge fate on Krukka with her final action. Okay. Lump. Uh, Isori, if you would like to wait until I trip it, it might be easier to hit. And, uh... You just hear... (laughs) Read my lips, all four of them. (laughs) I'm not even sure you have lips. You're wearing a mask. (laughs) I cannot... Raises the shield. (laughs) And then we'll go ahead and attempt to trip it. Just keep making it eat those actions. Oh, God. Rolled a three for a 23. Nope. One of these days I'll get there. You know what? We're going to try again. Matt minus five. Let's go. Rolled the same thing again. So lower. <laughs> nope. And that is my turn. Okay. Krukka. Well, I wish I could use that frost thing over and over, but alas, I can't. Three action ring of the ram. Give me a fortitude save. Okay. Fortitude, 28. Okay, you will take half damage, as that is a success. I'm real good at fortitudes, by the way. Yeah, I mean, that was kind of the best I could hope for. You'll take 11 force damage. (laughs) Hey, that's still all right. Uh, Okay, Tulak? Okay, Tulak will... Uh, As, sorry, as it's your turn... you're you're kind of just flown in. You turn to like look at this creature, and this ring of the ram just comes flying out, smashes the creature, and it uh, reacts and crumbles into the ground and disappears. Oh, what do you do? Okay, Tulak is going to. I don't know, man. I can't see shit. That made my turn even harder. Um, mm-hmm. Tulak's going to delay. Tulak delays. The creature just like emerges next to Krukka out of the stone to the north. 
and tosses a punch at Krukka for 35. That's a crit. Dealing 50 points of damage. Yikes. And again, with that same smooth motion, grabs a rock and tosses it into the lake. Oh, no. With a big... And this big splash of water shoots up. And then you just see the water start to vibrate. And there's ripples shooting out from this plop. But you can you can see this vibration across the surface of the water as a serpentine head pops out. Oh, no. And that's what we're going to call it. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh is so right. <laughs> Stemming the Tide is an actual play podcast of the Adventure Path Abomination Vaults and is produced by the Uncharted North Network. Stemming the Tide uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Stemming the Tide is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. Music is composed by Will Savino and artwork by Greyhood. Stemming the Tide is recorded remotely using Foundry Virtual Tabletop. If you wish to connect with us or support this project and projects to come, we can be found at unchartednorth.ca, patreon.com slash unchartednorth, and on all major social media platforms. Links to all credits can be found in the episode description and our website. Thanks for tuning in.